so glad that you are taking time today to tune in. And it is my hope and prayer that by the end of today's message, that you're going to have more hope in your life uh, than you had when you started. Today we begin a brand new sermon series called Psalms of Hope. And for the next few weeks, we're just going to be looking at some of the quintessential psalms that we have to bring us hope into our life. Why? Well, to be real honest, there's not a lot of hope that we're getting from the world right now. And that our ultimate hope ultimately is only found in Jesus anyway. And so this is an incredible time to feed our lives, to feed our souls, to nourish our souls with the hope, the truth, and the promises that we have from Scripture. So today we are beginning our journey with what is perhaps maybe the most famous psalm of all time. It is the psalm that is read at funerals. It is the psalm to, to, that is read to comfort uh, grieving uh, spouses and, and parents. It, it is the psalm that is read by bedsides so many times of people who are facing the end of their life. And it is a psalm that I pray that we can come back to over and over and over again in uncertain times and uncertain days and find hope for our soul. And that psalm is Psalm 23. And so I want to invite you, if you've got a copy of your scripture with you, or if you want to download or go to a Bible app, I want to invite you to go there. And we're going to take just a few minutes together this morning and journey through part of this psalm. Now, this psalm was written by David. Now, many of you may know David. This was David who killed Goliath, David who killed the lion and the bear. This was David who was king. And, and But what's interesting about David is that David grew up as a shepherd. So he understands a thing or two about what a shepherd does, how a shepherd cares for his sheep, and really and truly uh, the, the, the makeup of who a shepherd is. So David begins this psalm by saying, The Lord is my shepherd. And, and so right out of the gate, we're confronted with a couple of things. One, we're confronted with the Lord. And for many of us right now, we think about what, what is our Lord? What is lording over us? And it could be our health. It could be our finances. It could be our job. It could be the fact that our family is, is all around us and, and we can't escape and we just feel claustrophobic. Maybe right now what's consuming you, what, it, what feels like your God is that you're in isolation and you're lonely. And right here, David is pointing our attention to the one true God. He says, the Lord. But he doesn't just stop with the Lord. He, 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 puts, he attaches the character of who our God is, of the makeup of who our God is. And he says this, he says, the Lord is my shepherd. He's, it's personal. It's known to me. He knows me. You know, Jesus identified uh, in John, the, the, the gospel of John chapter 10, he identified himself as the good shepherd. He says this in verse 11 of John 10. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays his life down for the sheep. Now, when you think about God, when you think about the Lord, that may not be what you think about. But we know that Jesus came. He bled. He died on the cross. He went into the ground. He went into the tomb. And on the third day, he rose again. He laid his life down for you and I. He is the good shepherd. So David says, the Lord is my shepherd. He knows us and we can know him. And then he says this, I lack nothing. It's as if he's saying, I have everything I need. 
Everything I need can be found in everything that the Good Shepherd is. I love what uh, is written in Psalm 73, starting in verse 25. He says this, Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. I have everything I need because the Lord is my shepherd. I love what Tim Keller says. He says that until Jesus is all you have, he won't be all you need. And you know, crisis reveals a few things in our life, doesn't it? Crisis reveals what matters most to us. And crisis reveals where we go to find hope and strength and comfort. And I just want to encourage you today. I know the last couple of weeks have been rough. I know that we are facing fear and uncertainty. And and many of us, we are scrambling every day to, to find the latest news and the latest information that's out there. But here's, here's what I want to encourage you with today. Is that in the midst of this crisis, use this crisis as an opportunity to lean into the Good Shepherd. Use this crisis as an opportunity to, to be known more by and to know more of the Good Shepherd. Why? Because the promise that David gives us is that in finding the Good Shepherd and in knowing the Good Shepherd, we lack nothing. But we have to ask this question, well, well, what is what does a shepherd do? Well, David knows a thing or two about that, doesn't he? And so he gives us a picture of what that looks like in our life. That when we become led by the good shepherd, this is what he does for us in our life. He says this, he makes me lie down in green pastures. Now think about that for just a minute. The word there, makes, is very intentional. That sometimes Jesus will do things in our life that we would say, and it may feel like he's making us do this, but it's for our good. It's for our betterment. You know, we think about the new rhythms of our life right now, our new schedule, and we can either look at that and we can either view that as as something that is a very negative uh, a thing in our life, or we can look at this and we can go, well, well maybe... Maybe the Lord is making me lay down in green pastures right now because He knows I need rest. He knows that my soul is weary. And because He's the Good Shepherd, what He does for me is good. And so He's making me lie down in green pastures. This is a, it's a picture of rest. It's a picture of the Sabbath in our lives. And many times, in order to rest, in order to take a Sabbath, we have to be made to do that. David goes on and he says this, He leads me beside quiet waters. You know, I'm standing right now uh, in the creek bed, kind of near the creek bed next door to my neighbor's house. And a few days ago, my family and I, we were down here doing a little nature walk, trying to just get out and breathe some fresh air. And it was right after a really big rain. And the water that was coming down through here, uh, it certainly wasn't like a river rapid, but, but it was coming down pretty good. Some of the debris that was in the, in the creek bed and some of the rocks that were in the creek bed, the water was rushing over those at a really fast pace. But today, 
it's been a few days since it's really rained and the, the creek bed has gone down the water level has gone down and, and the water is still it is quiet it is peaceful and that is the picture here that the psalmist is giving us that, that we are led to by our good shepherd that we are led to quiet waters he goes on and he says this that he refreshes my soul he refreshes my soul. Now, how does he do that? Well, one way that he does that is that when we become led by the Good Shepherd, our, our appetite changes. We, we no longer crave the things that the world craves. We, we get a new appetite. Jesus alluded to this. He, he gave us a picture of this in Matthew, um, in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 5, when he said, You will be blessed. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. You see, when we're led by the Good Shepherd, our, our appetite changes. What we're refreshed by changes. We're not refreshed by the things of the world. We're refreshed by the Good Shepherd. Why? Because He knows what's best. And the psalmist says here, He refreshes my soul. He goes on and He says this, that He guides me along the right paths for His name's sake. Now, now how, do, how does that happen? How are we guided by the Good Shepherd along the right paths for His name's sake? Well, one of the primary ways that we are guided along the right paths is through His Word. Through knowing, through understanding, through reading, through studying His Word. And in that, we are guided. We are guided to truth. We are guided to wisdom. We are guided. It will aid us as we make decisions about our life and our future. It will bring peace and calm into our life. And the psalmist says, this is what the, sh- the Good Shepherd does. He guides me along the right paths for His name's sake. And so this is a really good spot to stop and to ask a very profound question for each of us in our lives. It's a question that I've had to wrestle through in my own life this week. And the question is this. Is that, is what I am being led by leading me to these things? Is what I'm allowing to be my life to be led by in these moments right now, is it leading me to these things? Is it leading me to lack nothing? To find everything I need? Is it leading me to lie down in green pastures, to take rest, to take peace, to take comfort? Is it leading me beside quiet waters? Is it refreshing my soul? And is it guiding me along the right paths? I can promise you this, that only the Good Shepherd can do that. And so the invitation today, the hope today is, is that no matter where you are on your faith journey, you will put your future and your faith into the leadership of the Good Shepherd. You will surrender what you want to be led by, naturally, what, what you desire maybe to be led by right now. You would surrender that and be led by the Good Shepherd, who is the only one who can lead you to these things. But the psalmist doesn't stop there. Because he wants us to know something that's really important. And, and it can oftentimes be something that we can believe about God, about our lives. The psalmist wants us to know that just because we're led by the Good Shepherd does not mean we won't go through dark days. 
Just because we're led by the Good Shepherd does not mean we won't go through dark valleys. Listen to what the psalmist writes here. He says this, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, it's as if the psalmist is saying, I have to go through this right now. I have to walk through this dark valley. And for you, and for myself, and for your family, and for my family, and for the people that you care most about, and the people that I care most about, we are all walking through. We have to walk through this dark valley right now. But here's the hope that we take from what the Psalms give us today. Is that we walk through this. And we have to walk through this. But we don't have to walk through it alone. David says this, even though I walk through the darkest valley, this is something I have to do. He says this, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. Jesus promised to never leave us nor forsake us. And when we're led by the Good Shepherd, even though we are led into times of struggle, even though we are led into times of trial, even though we are sometimes often walking through seasons of adversity and uncertainty, the promise of the Good Shepherd is this, is that we're not alone. And I want you to hear this this morning. You are not alone. You are not alone. Even if you're sitting alone by yourself in your house right now, practicing good, healthy social distancing, even if right now maybe you're desiring that you could be alone because you've got kids that are crawling all over and even just watching this has been a struggle this morning, I want you to know that the moment you place your faith, your future into the hands of the Good Shepherd, you are not alone. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you because He cares for you. He loves you. He loves you so much. The Good Shepherd loves you so much that He went to the cross and died for you. He died for all of your sins. He died for all of the the wrong things that you did in your life. That's how much He loves you. And He promised us that He would never leave us. He promised us that He would never be forsaken. So that's my hope for you today. That's my hope that as we walk through these dark valleys, as we walk through this time of uncertainty and adversity, that you would put your faith in the hands of the Good Shepherd. And that in doing so, you are not going to be alone. I love the last little part of our time together today, what the psalmist writes. He says this, Your rod... And your staff, they comfort me. What's the psalmist saying here? What is this all about? In, in, in simple terms, this is, this is essentially what he is saying. He's saying that the good shepherd has the tools. He has everything that he needs to bring comfort to our life. That his rod and his staff, they comfort us. That he has what it takes to bring comfort to our lives. So here's the challenge today. This is the the challenge of this passage of Scripture. This is the hope that we take from this today is this, is that this is a challenge for a new way to live our life. This is a challenge for us to find a a new way to live in, in and with the Good Shepherd. Because these are truths that we can bank on. These are truths that we can find hope in. 
And so, really, today, it, this is directed towards two two groups of people. Maybe the first group of people is is you've been following Jesus for a long time, but the uncertainty of the world right now and the fear of the world it's it's just made you kind of take your eyes off the Good Shepherd. And this is an invitation to come back and to say, God, I've I've drifted, I've wandered, I've allowed my mind, I've allowed my soul to to wander away from the truths that I know about you. This is an invitation to say, Jesus, I want to be led by you again. I want to renew that commitment to not be led by the chaos of the world, but to be led by you. And the other group of people that this is for today, that this invitation, that this extension for to find a new way to live, the other group of people that this is for is for someone who feels like, I don't know anything about Jesus. I, I, I've never put my faith in my future and my trust in Him. I want you to know this morning that you can. I love the parable that Jesus gives us. In Luke chapter 15, he tells this story that there's religious leaders that are gathered around and they don't like Jesus and they don't like his message and they don't like what he's communicating. They don't like the system of, 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 of love that Jesus is presenting. And Jesus gives this picture. He gives a, an image of a shepherd and a sheep. And Jesus begins to give this picture of a sheep that has wandered so far away from the fold. And the love of the shepherd says, I have to leave the 99 sheep. I have to leave these ones that are in my care. I have to leave them to go find the one. And today you could be sitting all isolated, all alone. In your soul, in your spirit. And I want you to know that Jesus has left the 99 to come find you. The good shepherd has left the 99 to come find you because he cares about you so much. And you say, well, what does it mean for me? What's going to happen on the other side of that? Jesus gives us that picture in that same parable in Luke 15. He says, which one of you, when you go find this one, which one of you wouldn't throw that sheep, throw that lamb on the shoulders and come back and throw a party and say, rejoice with me? Rejoice with me because I found the one that was lost. So that is the picture of the good shepherd. When you begin to put your faith and you put your future in his hands. Is that he cares for you and he celebrates with you. And he welcomes you. No matter how bad your past has been. No matter how bad your last couple of weeks has been. The good shepherd welcomes you into this new way to live with open arms. So I want to say a quick prayer. And then we're going to end our message together. And then you're going to get just a few minutes to discuss this with the people that you're with right now. Or maybe if you're by yourself, you could just jump online on Facebook or YouTube and just jump into the comment section there and and just have a dialogue for the next five minutes about what this means for you in your life. Let's pray together. Father, I love you. I thank you so much that you, you give us this picture of a new way to live. And I pray for all of us today that we would be guided by the Good Shepherd. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for listening to the Grace Hill Podcast. We really hope you found this message compelling and inviting. If you'd like to connect with someone to find out more about Grace Hill Church or maybe discuss this episode or something else about life or faith, please don't hesitate to reach out to us directly at gracehill901.com. 
We'd really love to connect and discuss anything with you. And please remember, you matter. <laughs>